Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey with our host, Kim Bilotto. Kim, we have Haley Curry, the Vice President of External Affairs with Steer, in the studio with us today to talk about the Eagle Ford Excellence Awards. That's right, Alvin. We have Haley. Haley, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Or welcome back, should I, I say. I feel like I'm here all the time. I love it. Well, listen, we're in studio because we're talking about your uh, an event that you guys do annually. Mm-hmm. It's really basically a, a great and fun ev- a luncheon to attend. So let's get into, I want to cover a little bit about STEER, just briefly what mm-hmm. you guys, your mission is, and then we'll get into what your annual event is. So sure. tell us a little bit about STEER. So STEER stands for the South Texas Energy and Economic Roundtable. It's very long. That's why we call it STEER. And we are your friendly oil and gas trade association from the South, I like to say. Uh, we represent the Eagle Ford Shale region in South Texas. Uh, we represent the major EMP companies that are drilling in South Texas, along with service companies, equipment companies, ports, anybody who has a direct or indirect interest in Eagle Ford Shale. Uh, we represent them as our membership. Mainly what our mission is, is to be the conduit between the industry and the communities that we serve. Uh, We work with local governments, we work with chambers, rotaries, anyone who wants to have a conversation about what's going on, what's going to happen, what is going on with oil prices, how are we affecting the community, what are we doing to make sure that safety is number one, all of those types of conversations with the community and the media, that's that's mainly what we delve in. I do believe that STEER has really been a gift to the industry in the way of being able to really outreach to the media and the community mm-hmm. and breaking things down in a way that we understand what you guys are doing and how mm-hmm. much in the way of revenue as well as charitable donations that your companies that you guys service are responsible for. Well, we feel that if we can break it down, you know, there's a lot of jargon in our industry. You know, I don't even understand it all. I'm not an engineer. And if you can explain it to me in a way that breaks it down enough to where I can explain it to someone who has never stepped foot in the industry a lot of that fear will disappear, you know, because a lot of the fear around the industry has to do with misinformation or, or no education. So that's what we're here to do is to inform and educate and, and put to rest some of those, um, those fears that are out there about what we do. Well, Haley, the reason why you're here today is to talk to us about what you guys are working on now, which mm-hmm. is called your Eagle Ford Excellence awards. Yep. So let's get into that. What is that? Uh, how long have you been doing it? And uh, what is the nature of this award ceremony and luncheon? Well, this is our third year for this awards, which is great. Um, I, I, I feel like we really built on the success of the past couple of years recipients. Uh, mainly, this is a focus on uh, bringing to light those smaller, medium and large size contractors and vendors and nonprofit organizations that are doing right in the way they work and the way that they um, bring environmental enhancement and safety, work with the community and um, and educating our future workforce. So we thought, you know, that's what all of our companies that we represent do already. So let's go and find those companies that are doing it also and maybe a smaller company that is from South Texas or moved in 
or um, is figuring out how to innovate and reestablish themselves in a low price environment uh, to lower emissions or to use less water or to reuse water or to um, help the community out in different ways. And, and we added an award last year called the Impact Award for those nonprofit associations, education organizations uh, that are, are working to help create that future workforce that we're in desperate need of, get these students involved in STEM-related jobs that hopefully will spur an interest in the oil and gas industry. Seeing how this is the third annual and Shell Magazine has attended all three, mm-hmm. I've definitely seen it blossom into this really great luncheon that you have a lot of the oil and gas industry, a lot of the media is covering what you all are doing and the companies that you're awarding these awards to. And it's just really good to see that somebody is out there recognizing the smaller companies as well as the large companies that have you know, millions of dollars to put towards a media campaign or a public relation campaign mm-hmm. and the small companies that are really investing in greener technology or new technology mm-hmm. is also being identified through your organization. So what are the categories that are available to companies and organizations that would like to apply for this award? Because we are right now in open award nominations. So companies right now are the ones that should be sending in their nominations or individuals that know of a great company should be submitting Mm -hmm. this information in. Kim, I want to talk about those uh, categories. But first, we need to take a break, and we'll be back with more from Haley Curry, Vice President of External Affairs with Steer. Here on In the Oil Patch. Would you like to grow your business? Would you like to improve awareness of your brand? Any business can benefit from advertising in the oil and gas industry. After all, Texas received $87 billion. That's with a B. That's right, $87 billion in economic impact from the oil and gas industry last year alone. Did your business benefit from this thriving industry? Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine will keep you in front of customers that you need to grow your business. Just ask oil experts. They went from billing $35,000 to over $1 million in revenue last year. If you want to grow your business in Texas, email us, info at shalemag.com. That's info at s-h-a-l-e-m-a-g.com or call 210-240-7188. Again, 210-240-7188. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services, from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website, shalemag.com. Once again, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G dot com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone and call 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. The inaugural State of Energy event is coming up on October 14th from 1130 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Solomon PRT Center in Corpus Christi, Texas. The event is brought to you by Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine and the Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce. The event is Sponsored by Steer, Encana Natural Gas, and Chenier. Our speaker lineup will include Porta Corpus Christi Commissioner Barbara Canales, Chenier, Encana, Omar Garcia of Steer, and many more. Sponsorship packages and tickets can be purchased at the Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce's website, business.corpuschristichamber.org. Welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey along with Kim Bellotto, and we have in studio with us Haley Curry, the Vice President of Steer 
And uh, we're talking about the Eagle Ford Excellence Awards. And, Kim, I think you were talking about some of the different categories available for the awards. Right. Let's discuss. So what are the categories that a company can apply for an organization? Okay. Uh, any company, as long as they're a non-operator, which means they don't hold the lease, they're not drilling and producing the uh, oil and natural gas in the Eagle Ford. Uh, the three the three breakdowns are safety performance. That doesn't mean that you just have a safety culture. It means that you have a record of, of safety um, in your practice. Uh, environmental enhancement, that ranges all through the environment, subsurface, you know, everywhere, uh, whether it's uh, lowering emissions, whether it's um, lowering water use, re- reusing water, containment, those type of things. Anything that has to do with our environmental area, if you're coming up with a new product that's innovative, that's going to be what you're looking for there. Then community and social investment, uh, that's how do you work with the communities that you're involved in? What are you giving to? How are you, are you part of the chambers? Are you part of the rotaries? Are you giving to the local festivals? Are you part of the fabric that makes up South Texas? And then the impact award, which we discussed before the break. Um, again, I'll just reference it really quick. It it's for the nonprofit and education workforce area. For example, last year, um, Carn City ISD Foundation and the United ISD won that. But you know, anyone who's working in the nonprofit education sector to better our environment and better our workforce capabilities, that's going to be the area for you. What I saw attending your award ceremony is. The level of pride that mm-hmm. all these companies have for being recognized for just doing the right thing mm-hmm. and wanting to express to the public and the community all the investment and time that they've taken and also probably revenue that they've mm-hmm. given up to just try to do things the right way to well, better the environment. And, it, and the it's community. our honor to show them. You know, I, I think we get very excited every time we find this small company that's doing something very cool. And the judges, it's a third party judging. We don't pick them. Um, can can find these little diamonds in the rough, and they all you know they always get a big contract afterwards. Um, so it's a great sales and marketing. So that's um, a great motivator for the company itself. Even if you're nominated, you your logo is on, and you get to come with another guest, and it's a buy in by only luncheon. So we keep it small, we keep it impressive, we keep it tight, and we keep it fun and engaging. So we so this year we always bring a keynote, and so we have a keynote this year. That's uh, her name is Karen Alderman Harbert. And she is the president and CEO of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Institute for 21st Century Energy. We all love the really long names, don't we? Um, She is an incredible woman in energy. I think we're going to really enjoy hearing what she has to say. You know, we get into our little silos in South Texas and what's going on in Texas and um, what's going on in our backyard. But really, we have to keep an eye on the policy that's coming out of the federal government and out of D.C. And that's mainly what, um, you know, she and her team focuses on oil exports, um, regulation, policy building, all of those types of things. Um, are It's a good time every year for us to get an update on what's happening and what we need to be doing in South Texas and educating our base on um, to make sure that we're voting for the right people and we are moving forward in our energy progress. Haley, can a company nominate themselves? Absolutely. There's two ways to nominate. So you can either self-submit, which is your company, um, you can go online to www.steer.com, S-T-E-E-R, and the forms will be on there. And you can either submit yourself, which is the full submission form. That's where you write everything and everything. But if you also know of a company that you want to submit, you can nominate them. It's a much shorter process. You just put your name, your company's name, 
who you're submitting for, what award and contact information, then we'll contact them and have them fill out the rest of the form. Submission forms are due September 10th. It's coming up, but that doesn't mean that you can't. It's not that too labor intensive of a form. You can get it done pretty fast. And then we have about a week or two where we call back and get missing information from them before we go through the judging. There's still definite time to get in. We we would like to get a good array of, of what it looks like to be a prudent and steward, you know, have stewardship and high activity level in this in South Texas. Um, and especially in this low price environment. And, you know, efficiencies and innovations are the name of the game. And all of those are coming up, you know, um, every day I hear about a new company coming out with something different that stands apart. So that's the type of company that we're looking for. Kim, you need to nominate us for the Radio Host Award. Okay, I'm on that. Well, I can certainly see why you selected the U.S. Chamber of Commerce to give us a better perspective from a federal level. And Mm -hmm. I think you are right. Sometimes we get into a silo and we're only paying attention to what's happening in Texas and South Texas, but it's a bigger picture than that when you see what's going on in other states that are having shell plays and they're having fracking bans and they're not fracking at all. And you see the, the, you see what's happening to their economy and their jobs and you, it makes you appreciate or, makes me appreciate that we live in Texas and we have a great mm-hmm. deal to benefit from great companies continuing to drill. That being said, so let's go into just tell me. What, so right now, companies should be looking to nominate themselves or nominating a company. Mm-hmm. When and where is this event supposed to happen? It will be a luncheon. It's in November, on November 17th. We always have it at the Briscoe Western Art Museum in downtown San Antonio. If you're nominated, then you will receive two tickets to the event, and all of our members will be there, and Shale Magazine will be there, of we'll course. It. And um, it's it, it is a good day. I, I think it's one of our more fun days. It, it's a great day to be able to kind of put things down and kind of celebrate each other and and all the things that we've done in the last year because you know we work so hard, and especially on operations side, they're out all the time in the field. And it's just nice to have a day where we can come together for maybe just two hours <laughs> and um, and really give some good deserving companies and organizations a, a well-deserved pat on the back. Definitely. Haley, thank you so much for coming on the show today and talking to us about the Eagle Ford Excellence Awards. And we look forward to seeing you at your luncheon in November. So, Alvin, yes. do we have a trivia question? Yeah, we do. Haley, do you want to help us think of a, a really tough trivia question? Yes. For somebody to win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant. Mm. Now, you're going to email your response to radio at shalemag.com. Again, that's radio at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Haley, what's a great trivia question for today? Let's see. How about... What is the deadline for entering your nomination or submission in for the Eagle Ford Excellence Awards? What is the date? Where can they find that information if somebody needs to look it up? They can find it at www.steer.com. That's S-T-E-E-R.com. And don't forget, email your response to radio at shalemag.com. That's radio at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Kim? Thank you, Alvin, and we'll be right back with In the Oil Patch right after this. Steer is calling all oil and gas industry companies, contractors, and all community stakeholders to submit an entry or nominate a deserving company or organization for the third annual Eagle Ford Excellence Awards. 
The Eagle Ford Excellence Awards provides oil and gas companies, organizations, and their contractors an opportunity to be acknowledged for their efforts in preserving the environment, contributing to the communities in which they work, and promoting safety in and around their workplace. For more information and to nominate a company or organization, please email info at steer.com or visit steer.com EFEA. Once again, that's info at steer.com or visit steer.com EFEA. Submit your entry or nomination in today. The inaugural State of Energy event is coming up on December 9th from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Pearl Stables in San Antonio, Texas. The event is sponsored by Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine, Steer, and the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Our speaker lineup will include Halliburton, Senator Uresti, Omar Garcia of Steer, and more. Sponsorship packages and tickets can be purchased by contacting Blanca at the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce called 210-225-0462. Once again, that's 210-225-0462. The Houston Energy Breakfast is coming up on September 17th at 6.15 a.m. to 9 a.m. at the Weston Oaks Galleria, located at 5011 Westheimer Road in Houston, Texas. Speakers will include Chairman David Porter of the Texas Railroad Commission, Greg Garland, CEO of Phillips 66, and William Yardley, the president of Spectra Energy. Simply put, it's a can't-miss industry event. Registration is happening online at www.houstonenergybreakfast.com. Once again, that's www.houstonenergybreakfast.com. Farmers and ranchers are the hardest working people on earth and deserve a side-by-side vehicle that works just as hard. That's why Yamaha makes the Viking an all-new Viking 6, the world's first true three and six person UTVs assembled in America. Ranked number one in drivetrain durability, Viking outworks and outclasses the competition in features, comfort, and off-road capability. For more, visit YamahaViking.com. Most dependable claim based on a 2013 Yamaha Source side-by-side owner study. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. Kim, it's time to welcome our guest, David Blackman, onto the show with us today. David is a leading expert in the oil and gas industry and a former writer for Forbes magazine. Kim, take it away. Thank you, Alvin. David, thank you so much for being here on In the Oil Patch. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Can we start off by just kind of discussing a little bit about who you are, your background, and um, how did you get involved in oil and gas, and where have you gotten involved with some of your consulting work? Sure. Uh, I've been in the industry for uh, 36 years now. It's kind of hard to believe, but uh, my whole career uh, coming out of college in 79 uh, since then has been uh, in the oil and gas industry. I uh, do uh, government and public affairs work currently and, and have done that for the last 20 years. And then prior to that, I was an accountant. And my, my actual uh, education is in accounting, although I don't think I could do that today. It's been too long. Interesting. Well, to say that you are an expert is an understatement being 36 years in the industry. Well, the reason why we asked you on the show is because you just seem to have a great insight that makes really common sense about what's happening in the industry with the community or from the community perspective. So recently, we noticed that Fitch Rating, which is a global leader in the credit rating, announced that it had downgraded Saudi Arabia's outlook to negative from stable. And what I want to know is, well, what does that mean for Saudi Arabia? And then uh, does that also have an impact on OPEC? Well, it 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 means several things. First, it, it means that uh, it's going to be more expensive for, for Saudi Arabia to, to borrow money in the financial markets, which um, this year is the first time they have done that since 2007. So the price for crude oil has collapsed. Their expectation 
was apparently that the price would stabilize around $60 a barrel, um, which it did for a few weeks, if you remember, in the spring. And yes. Everybody was kind of uh, optimistic about that, including me. Uh, the U.S. producers uh, are a lot more resilient than they thought they were. Um, they thought by collapsing the price, they would put all the shale drillers out of business, and that hasn't happened. And, you know, they thought they could take market share on the global market away from the United States. But instead, what has really been happening is they are taking market share away, but it's been from their fellow OPEC members. And so their strategy to reduce the price worked in that the price went down, but uh, the rest of their strategy to capture market share from U.S. producers has failed pretty miserably to this point. Well, that's pretty interesting. Do you have any thoughts or what are your thoughts on how is this going to affect OPEC? I know that you basically said that it hasn't really had the impact that they had hoped on the U.S., but is there any potential beyond, and we're going to get into the price per barrel, but outside of that, um, what is the effect on the U.S. of any specific and germane to this specific topic on their downgrade? Well, the downgrade doesn't really affect the other OPEC producers, but the the Saudi strategy has impacted them very significantly. All of these OPEC countries have have established uh, social contracts with their citizens in which they've created these big uh, welfare state kind of government programs funded by oil revenues. And these programs were established in an environment of 80 to to $100 oil prices. It's pretty well established uh, that the Saudis, uh, in order to fully fund their own uh, social contract with their people, needed 90 to to $100 oil to, to fund it fully with oil revenues without having to dip into their sovereign wealth fund. And instead, what's happened, because the tri- prices dropped so dramatically, is they've been having to pull very substantially from their sovereign wealth fund. But other countries, like Nicaragua in particular, Venezuela, some of these other OPEC countries that are far less well-heeled than the Saudis, uh, it has impacted them very dramatically to the extent that they're having to resort to very draconian kinds of cuts in their social welfare states. And that's produced a lot of social unrest among the people who thought they had a social contract with the government. So it's, it's having a very dramatic impact on some of these other countries, and you see them out there now in the media you know, calling for an emergency session of OPEC to try to convince the Saudis to uh, rein in their own production. So we'll, you know, we'll have to see if that happens. Right. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Well, David, let's talk a little bit about Iran as well. People have different perceptions on that deal that was cut with Iran. So what I want to know mm-hmm. is how does that deal affect the oil and gas industry here in Texas? Well, it's already impacted us. You know, you hear all these wild numbers of 3 million barrels a day, additional production coming onto the market. Well, that's not really right, okay? Um, they have capacity to produce 3 million barrels a day, but they've been producing that much oil, and they've been exporting some of it. Probably around half a million barrels of oil a day uh, might come on to the export market from Iran sometime in the first or second quarter of next year. Other countries, including Iran, that we supported to lift their ban are being able to do that. And so I guess in my mind, I'm trying to understand lifting this ban would not only make U.S. producers in the United States more competitive with what we can price our oil for, but it would also bring back jobs and bring back a very sluggish economy. Is that not correct as well? 
Sure, yeah. I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be a panacea for all the problems, right? Because, I mean, the, the real problem is, you know, the price of oil is 40% of what it was a year ago. But, I mean, it would help. It would help uh, stabilize struggling companies, you know, that are having a hard time in, in this price environment and probably result in the activation of some more drilling rigs here in Texas and elsewhere in the United States. And, yeah, all that creates jobs. Um in the service sector and in, in the producing sector and even in the refining sector of the economy. So, um, but it wouldn't, you know, I can't. It wouldn't say solve all it. the problems, but right. it would be a good start. But it start. would certainly help. So, David, the Environmental Protection Agency has released 591 pages of new restrictions on hydraulic fracturing in the United States. And David, can you go through those one by one for us? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Oh, you bet. <laughs> now, for the public, we have about we have sixty days to comment in the federal registry. So, how do these new EPA regulations affect the community here in Texas? Well, it, it'll cost jobs. I mean, it'll slow the economy and cost jobs. Every one of these big uh, regulations that EPA puts out, and this this latest one is, you know, one in a long line of, of things they've done just in the last four months that really negatively impact uh, the industry and the whole economy. Um, yeah, and they're just designed to slow things down and, and, and cost more. So this new set of regulations uh, will increase costs uh, on every well that's drilled, uh, increase costs on all of your pipelines, all your compressor stations, every it will increase costs at refineries. Hopefully, as we get informed and educated, um, we're making choices that really depend on our livelihood, our jobs, and uh, making sure that we protect jobs here at home and protect the economy and look at issues that matter to us here in the United States. David, thank you so much for being with us here today. As always, it's a pleasure. You're so enlightening and so informative, and we look forward to having you back on the show here soon. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. David Blackman, thanks for joining us today. And, Kim, we're kind of running short on time, but let's talk for a second about what other content is available at shalemag.com. There's all different kinds. Because we are a business magazine, Alvin, you will also find information for a business executive as well as an oil and gas executive as well as somebody who is a professional, paraprofessional working in the field. There is all kinds of topics and information. So we are a a hybrid publication that focuses on both trying to educate the community as well as oil and gas. And that about does it for this week's In the Oil Patch. For Ken Bellato and Alvin Bailey, I'm Roy Holly. So long. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellato, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.